On Shabbos, we read about the signs of kosher animals and birds and fish and how to distinguish between the kosher and the non-kosher species. The Torah says, in order for an animal to be deemed kosher, it needs to display two distinct characteristics. Mafrise parsa, split hoofs, and malagera. It chews its cud. And the Torah singles out three animals that are very similar in that they contain the same kosher simon. In Pasik Dalit, the Torah says, Esagamal, the camel, Kimala Gerahu, even though it chews its cud, it parsa enenu mafris. Since it doesn't have split hoofs, Tomai Hulachem, it's not kosher to eat. The next Pasik, Vesa Shofan, the rabbit, Kimala Gerahu, it chews its cud, it parsa lo yafris, Tomai Hulachem. Its hoof is not split, it's not kosher. Posig vav, vesar neves, the hear, kimalas gerahu, a parsa loy hefrisa, tomeyahulachem. Again, it's malagera, but it's not mafris parsa, it's tome. These three psukim look pretty uniform, but if we examine them more closely, we find something very bizarre. Grammatically, it changes from present tense to past tense to future tense. By the Gomel it says, parsa anenu mafris. It doesn't have split hoofs, present tense. By the Shafan it says, parsa lo yafris. It will not have split hoofs. Lashon asid, future tense. By the Arneves, the Pasik says, parsa lo yafrisa, past tense. So why in three consecutive psukim does the Torah switch from present tense to future tense to past tense? What's the underlying message here? So I heard an absolutely stunning idea. The Torah is teaching us a fundamental lesson in interpersonal relationships. Before we render someone Tommy, we have to know their past, their present, and their future. Before we parcel someone and we say they're no good, we can't include them, we can't associate with them. Before viewing someone negatively, we must know their entire history. That's why the Torah includes past tense, present tense, and future tense. Perhaps this idea is found in a Mishnah Mesechtas Avos. The Mishnah says, You should judge each person favorably. Kala Adam means each and every person. However, in Lashon Kaidish, Kala Adam can also mean the entire person. Don't judge a person on this incident alone but view his entire body of work. Look at the totality of the person. Look at the past history. Consider his potential. If you will take into account their strengths and their weaknesses, their personal history, their struggles and their unique challenges, then you will inevitably judge them positively. The Mishnah says, You should judge every person. Ask the Baal Shem, since when is every person a judge? The Mishnah says, done, and you shall judge. Why does the Mishnah call every person a judge? So he says something very profound. The Rebbeinu Shloinim judges every person the same way they judge other people. So the way you view your friend, you become a judge on yourself. If you have a friend that constantly comes late to shul, so if you criticize him and judge him unfavorably, he's slacking off, he's not serious about his davening. Now, if you ever come late to shul, Hashem will say, let's see, how did he judge others when they came late to shul? 
and will hold you accountable. But if you say, he must have been up all night with his baby, how courageous of him to even make it to shul, then you will be given the benefit of the doubt as well. So it turns out that every person is their own judge. And that's pshat, but have a don as kala adam. Every person is a judge on himself. I once saw a beautiful idea from the fifth Gary Rebbe, the Pnei Menachem Zatzal. He says, the Mishnah says, Lekaf zchuz. Literally translated, a calf is a spoon. So he said the following, Marshall. There was once a pot on a stove filled with diced vegetables. And there was also a small piece of meat deep inside the pot. Someone took a spoon and fished around for a while until he found that piece of meat. This is how we should search for the good in a yid. Sometimes it takes much searching, but in the end, we will find some good in every yid. The Rebbe Rabbonum said, Why did Hashem create a crooked mind? In order to be able to find a schus in a crooked and a deceitful mind. Sometimes you need to dig really deep to find some merit. A spoon or a shoehorn is used to help one put on a tight shoe. This mission is alluding to when one doesn't find a merit in his fellow man, he should use a calf, he should use a spoon and squeeze in a merit in order to find a way to judge his fellow man. There's a famous story told about the holy Baditshever. He was well known for always finding favor even in the lowliest of Jews. He once saw a yid greasing his wheels of his buggy during davening. He threw up his hands and he said, Look what holy Jews you have on this world. Even while greasing their wheels, they are davening to you. Reb Levi Yitzchak of Baditshev embodied the midah of V'heve Donis Kala Adam Lekav And now, we know. Have a wonderful day.